fight almost broke out in Congress yesterday. Well, two fights if you want to get technical. Baby boomers are dominating the housing market, and scientists think they've discovered a vampire virus. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Wednesday, November 15th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. At number one today, Israeli forces have entered Gaza's largest hospital. Israel said it was carrying out a targeted operation against Hamas inside El Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. It began at about 2 a.m. local time this morning. The hospital has run out of fuel and mostly shut down its operations, but it's still sheltering hundreds of patients and medical staff and thousands of displaced people. Israel claims that Hamas uses the hospital and tunnels underneath it to conceal military operations and hostages. Doctors and aid workers who work at the complex have denied the presence of militants there. And doctors at the hospital have described the situation to the Post as attacks on civilians. Fuel shortages and Israeli bombardment have led to the collapse of Gaza's medical system. On this vote, the yeas are 336, the nays are 95. The House passed a bill yesterday to avert a government shutdown. That is number two. The legislation would keep the federal government operating past this weekend. If it becomes law, the bill would extend funding for about 20% of the federal government until January 19th. It would fund the other 80% until February 2nd. Now the bill heads to the Senate, which has to pass it before Saturday to prevent a shutdown. Leaders in the chamber have said they're determined to get it done. But despite the breakthrough, tensions remain high in Congress, like really high. Yesterday, Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen stood up during a hearing and challenged a witness to a fight. Mullen was angry about some tweets from union leader Sean O'Brien that had questioned Mullen's business abilities. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, stop it. Is that your solution every poll? No, no, sit down. Oh, sit down. Okay. You know, you're okay. a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem. it. Hold it. You probably recognize that last voice. That's Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders trying to settle things down. And those weren't the only fireworks on Capitol Hill yesterday. Representative Tim Burchett was heard yelling at Representative Kevin McCarthy and accusing McCarthy of literally elbowing him in the back. This might be a good time for all of us to take a deep breath and recenter. Actually, let's do it right now. Number three, President Biden is set to meet with China's President Xi Jinping today. The leaders will meet face-to-face for the first time in more than a year at a summit in San Francisco. The meeting follows a series of disputes between their two countries. You may remember the incident back in February when a Chinese spy balloon was shot down by the U.S. But there's already some reason to be hopeful. The countries agreed yesterday to restart climate change talks after a pause of over a year. This could be really important. The U.S. and China are the world's two largest greenhouse gas emitters, and the agreement could help to build momentum ahead of international climate negotiations that begin in Dubai later this month. At number four, 
Donald Trump will be allowed on the Republican primary ballot in Michigan. A judge made the ruling yesterday. It was a setback to those who argue that Trump should be barred from running for president because of his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol in 2021. And in other Trump news, the trial over alleged election interference by Trump and his allies in Georgia might not conclude until early 2025. That's according to Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, the case's prosecutor, speaking yesterday at a Washington Post event. Number five, extreme weather events in the U.S. are getting worse and more frequent. Climate change has claimed lives and upended livelihoods in every region and cost the country $150 billion each year. That's according to a major government report that came out yesterday, known as the National Climate Assessment. But it also found that the country is responding to more frequent weather disasters by working faster and more creatively to combat climate change. For example, renewable energy has become widespread and cheap in recent years. Baby boomers are dominating the housing market. That's number six. New data released this week shows that this year, the median age for a repeat buyer was 58 years old. That means someone who has bought a home before. So for context, in 1981, when the National Association of Realtors started conducting their survey, the median age was 36. The shift is largely because many older buyers are wealthier and are selling homes before buying new ones. That means that they can pay in cash, which makes them more attractive to sellers. It also means they can avoid the spike in mortgage rates. This is making it harder than ever for younger first-time buyers to enter the housing market. And at number seven, scientists have discovered what may be the first vampire virus. Don't worry, this isn't as scary as it sounds. It's just a virus with another smaller virus latched onto its neck. It seems to be a clever evolutionary workaround for viruses that have lost the ability to reproduce. A recent study said that the joint microbes were found in a clump of dirt in Maryland. The scientists who made the discovery said they even saw bite marks where the viruses were attached. But unlike a vampire, these little viruses don't appear to be sucking anything out of their host. One expert said they see it more like the virus hitchhiking along for a ride and then falling off like a tick. So, yeah, it might not be scary, but I guess it's still pretty gross. All right, you're all caught up. If you're a Washington Post subscriber, you should know that your subscription comes with some new perks. You can get access to Washington Post podcasts, ad-free, and Apple podcasts. And we'll have some more fun stuff around the corner. So be sure to find the Washington Post channel and Apple Podcasts and connect your Post subscription. And then stay tuned for more subscriber-only audio benefits, like exclusive and early access episodes. If you're not a subscriber to the Washington Post, this is a great time to start. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts by looking for the Washington Post channel or through the link in our show notes. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow. <laughs>